So we went into some surrounding villages that next day. Mm -hmm. And actually, I think it was one of the first two houses we went to. A lot of the people there, they invite you into the homes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's very welcoming. They want you to come in, not only pray for them, but pray for their homes. Um, but I think it was the first or second house that we were in and we were, we were, you know, just having a conversation with someone and they offered us some food oh, and, yeah. and you know, it's, Boy. it can be, you know, missionary living when someone offers you something, you know, the right thing to do is to eat it. And yeah, so yeah. the people that were sitting in the house, me and Michael were standing outside. Well, I'm a big guy. Yeah. Like... Same, same. So like, <laughs> these are two, this is bamboo hut. Yeah. Uh, they're bamboo. And by bamboo, like they were like paper thin strips of bamboo. Uh, so me and Michael yeah. were like, you know, we want to honor your home and not come inside. Yeah. Um, so the other people were sitting inside and they were being offered food mm. and it came around to to us and I was like Michael we're gonna eat this. yeah like, yeah thanks for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I feel like almost and I talked to you guys about it after right, I yeah, felt I like it was almost like a prophetic yeah like thing that yeah. these people were offering us something from themselves which is so something true. they worked so hard for yeah. something they had cultivated which was this food they had made this food and now they're offering it to you something yeah. from their heart it's literally just and, about everything they have yeah it really was it was something that of a lot of value to them they don't have much so the fact right. that they were giving you part of what would probably be their whole meal or their whole yeah. food right. supply for the day yeah and so we we ate it and I, and michael and both of us ate it and we're like mm, this is really good but you know like in a sense it was like hey these guys are offering us something natural this food yeah. and we're saying yes to it yeah and now here we are offering them something spiritual like of eternal value saying yeah. like hey here's jesus yeah do you want to accept him and by us saying yes to what they were offering, I felt like that opened the door for them to say yes to what we were offering. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And one thing that we haven't really covered is in Thailand, I think it's 99% Buddhist. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a totally different religion. And even for them to transition from Buddhism to Christianity, that's a big deal. Yeah, they don't quite understand that you can't serve both. Yeah. Um, so that was really difficult getting them to understand. Thankfully, we had really good uh, translator interpreters. Yes. Yeah. Um, but And they understood like that dynamic, but it was um, almost like, hey, I've been to places that people haven't heard about Jesus, mm -hmm. and I know how to tell you about him. But here I am sharing Jesus with you, and you've heard about him, but you've also heard about Buddha, and you've also heard right. about this sun god, and you've also heard about the yeah. god of water and the moon. Right. Right, right, right. And so it was like, we don't want Jesus to just be another collection yeah. god. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like now it's, I have all these gods that I say yes to. And so yeah. it was, you know, at times it was almost like, hey, you know, God yeah. actually, God the Father, on Jesus' behalf, sent us mm -hmm. to you. Yes. Buddha didn't do that. No. <laughs> the other gods didn't do yeah. that. But the, but Jesus yeah. is here to rep, to basically show you his love today. Yeah. And I think that that was something that we had to really make a huge point. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that we had multiple instances where we did that. But yeah. whenever we were eating that food and we said yes to that, and now we're coming there and we're sharing about Jesus— you know, later on in that day, can you share about the, the woman who was paralyzed? That that was huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had kind of a limited time uh, in that yeah. village. Uh, that is one of the things that w with the ministry we went with, 
um, they, they did a really great job of scheduling us, uh, things to do. Right. Yeah. Um, on the other side of that too, was we kept a pretty rigid schedule. Yeah. So we had times and we had to go to different places and there was a lot to get done. Um, you know, and we were traveling by, uh, in the back of trucks and yeah. stuff. And it was just, you know, it was really cool. It was yeah. cool actually. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. So we're on this time, you know, and we had made our way through the front part of the village or the, the this little hut village. And, um, as we were getting to the last, uh, hut there, we were telling him, okay, we're kind of saying our goodbyes. We got to go, you know, the time has come. And, uh, a couple came up and they're like, you can't leave yet. No, please stay. Um, we, we need you to, uh, see our grandmother. I think it was their grandmother. Yeah. And so they went off and we were, we were ministering in that one hut. And then, uh, you know, about five minutes later, here they come. And it reminded me of, you know, the friends that brought Jesus, uh, their paralyzed friend. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And they open up the roof and they lower him down and they had this faith. They're like, you're going to receive this healing because they were carrying this woman who had had a, a some kind of medical incident, more than likely a stroke, yeah. because her whole left side was completely paralyzed. Um, she couldn't move her arm. It was basically tucked to her waist. Um, she wasn't walking. She was being carried. She did have a cane, you know, kind of to help her uh, a little bit. Um, but she, but they were physically carrying her. Um, she couldn't speak well at all. Yeah. And so she came into the hut. Um, there was a few on the inside. We were on the outside. We prayed for her. And then the interpreter, uh, it, you know, the girl, the lady began to speak clearly was the first thing. And so the, the girl that was with her was amazed. One of the ladies that brought her there was like, oh, she's speaking clearly. And so the interpreter was like, she's talking clearly. We we're like, okay, well, stand her up, stand her up. Because if God's healed her speech, if he's repaired that, then, you know, certainly right. he's not going to do something halfway. Right. Like yeah. we can believe him for the whole miracle here. Yeah. And so she stood up, right? And she stood up on her own. She began to dance, right? And <laughs> yeah. then she was raising her arm up and uh, and w and c had full function of her legs. And, and her arm was able to be raised up and down and was speaking clearly. And it was just amazing to see God's faithfulness in that moment, yeah. you know? People that brought her... Yeah, they were they were a little concerned and trying to yeah. like be like, oh, is she gonna fall? And they were right. like trying to support her from the back, and then they realized, no, she's got she's this. healed, she's yeah, healed. She's healed. And so they're the I remember the woman; she was there like trying to hold up her hands and make sure she didn't fall. And then she realized, no, she's, she's got strength, yeah, and yeah. she removed her hands. And then be yeah. able to see that, I was like, guys, like this is amazing, amazing because this is not just a story that we've heard about. Right. This is something that we saw God do. Yeah. Us. Yeah. Yes. And, what I would say. And, yeah. yeah. And I think that both of you guys could probably say on these trips, it's mm -hmm. like, man, we, we, whether we grew up in this, the church or we've heard stories, mm -hmm. all of us have heard something about this goodness of God and the healing power of God, right. yeah. miraculous moves of God. And then now to be able to see him operating through you yes. just takes it to another level. Yeah. And I think that yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I yeah. think that it would almost be like, um, inconsiderate to say that it doesn't you know right. I mean? like yeah. i don't want to yeah. have to see those things for it to build my faith right but right. to not acknowledge that it does wow. but yeah. definitely yeah. one of the big benefits of going on these short-term trips yeah. is being able to witness firsthand like you are witnessing to these people mm -hmm. but you're witnessing on behalf of god yeah and you are literally just praying hey god here i am yeah i'm here i pray that your words be mine mm -hmm. Yeah. And then whenever you see the power of his name and and, and his words yeah. like come to 
It's incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it really brings it to life and it makes it so real to you. It's so true. And Jesus went around with demonstration of the power, right? Yeah. So he went around healing the sick. That was one of his things. That's yeah. what he did, right? Yeah. And so as believers, when he says, all authority under heaven and earth that I have, the things that right. I do, I want to give to you so that you can also do, so we can participate in this great thing, because that's the glory of it, right? Yeah. God chose to co-sign with, with humanity yeah. and do miracles and work in this world through us. And when you get the opportunity, go to a place and they're not, you know, over religious. They haven't been, you know, they don't, they don't have the conceptions that block sometimes because it's a childlike faith, right? And so we meet them right where they're at. And that was another thing, not just that lady, but there was another man in another village, right? Talk about that. And this guy was a migrant worker right on the Burmese, uh, the Burmese river right up there. And what happened was uh, he had hurt himself. And so he couldn't really use his arm. And his chest was was hurt, his pectoral muscle, I think. And so we we went up to them, and it wasn't we didn't you know we didn't go preach a bunch to them. We asked him, "What do you need?" Right. right? Yeah. So we came there. Well, he had already heard of someone being healed because of uh, another lady that received previously, and so he had an expectation of healing. And so when we got there, we prayed over him. He said, "I need healed." So uh, we prayed over him, and he was he was healed. And the thing was, the crazy thing was, we could uh, stop there and be like, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, that, that was amazing. But, but that was the, the starting point. That was the yeah. beginning of yeah. what yeah. was great. Because just like you were talking about earlier, it's it's it was it was easy to get people to add Jesus to, right? Yeah. And, and they're very kind people there as well. They're very, you know, open to new things. And so they, they, we, we, they received Christ easily. They're yeah. like, yes, okay, I believe. You know, especially when there's these signs that accompany, they're like, yeah, but in this instance, this man, he got healed, tried to bow down and worship the interpreter. Yeah. Yeah. And we had to stop him. We're like, no, 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 no. You don't do that. <laughs> this is not from us. Like, we're just the vessel in this thing, but it's from on high. And it was a perfect teaching moment to, yeah. to tell the guy. We were like, we, t- we, we explained to him through the interpreter. We said, listen, the same God that just healed you is the only God, so- right? And so the same God that healed you wants to have an ongoing relationship with you. This is not a once and done situation. This isn't like, hey, I'm going to get a touch and, and bye, see you later. This is guy, he wants to make his home in your heart type situation. Yeah. And yeah. so what we did was one of the guys that was there said, you know, let's take some time and just be quiet. God wants to speak some personal things to you. And so we were there with him Every and a couple other, other, couple other, another man and his wife. And then another uh, another man, a third man. And so we got quiet, and, and all you could hear was this generator running, yeah. and it was pumping water into a field. Yeah, and it was... And we're just sitting there, and our eyes are closed, and we're like, thank you, God. And just this peace fell over um, all of us. And then after about five, maybe, maybe closer to ten, I kind of lost track of time, honestly, because yeah. it was so peaceful. Uh, we opened up our eyes, and, and one of the men was just covered in in goosebumps right and, 98 degrees yeah i mean you're pouring it is not cold in thailand no, 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 no. <laughs> there's no reason naturally for goosebumps so <laughs> immediately we're like yeah something happened right yeah. so the interpreter's like what's up with this like has this ever happened he goes he goes i don't know what this is <laughs> but let me tell you what happened he goes as i was there i saw jesus he goes i closed my eyes and i had this peace and i saw jesus come out of the heavens Right. He came out of a cloud, the guy says, 
And he goes, his hair was on fire, right? He's like, and he just kept talking about that. He's like, he's like, his hair, his hair was on fire. <laughs> and he goes, he came down into the river, which was just right there, you know, 20 yards away. And he said, he came up the bank, touched me on my forehead. And, and you know, that's, that's what it's about, right? Yeah. And so then that guy, so excited, he runs ahead of us into the village. <laughs> And he's telling other people, come, come, come. You need to meet, you need to meet these people. You need to know about Jesus. I just met Jesus. You need to know yeah, Jesus right. too. See, I love Incredible. that part. Yeah. Because that's part of the mandate is to go there for you and, and make disciples of great nations. Instantly, the man had a interaction with Jesus. And yeah. instantly he knew, I have to share this. Yes. Yeah. So Genuine that, encounters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. one thing I love about that too is because we had talked about this, but you know, when you grow up in church or you have an, a background, you could be like, oh, yeah, I saw Jesus and he had hair of fire and eyes of love and yeah. all this. And like, no, this guy had never been in a church, never, been, right. never <laughs> read the Bible before. And he was describing things. And I yeah. think even said that he had a Rain, second vision. Second yeah. vision. What yeah. was that? Yeah, yeah. So we went into the village again and he had gathered people. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, again, we had a, a, a quiet time. And again, Jesus appeared to him. And this time he he kept talking about rainbows. He said there was lights of every color and he was just, there was rainbows all around him. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what the Bible says about his throne. You know, his throne is that that's, that's, that's genuine. And that's not something that he, that he had heard. Right. It's well, he not thought that you wanted to hear. Yeah. You know, like he wasn't telling me to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, and you can look at that and, and you say, well, this guy had a great experience, but you know what? So did I. Yeah. Because I got to see this genuosity on this guy, right? I yeah. got to see how he had this encounter and how he's describing it. And I'm like, yeah, that's the same Jesus I know. That's the yeah. same God that wants to be real to each and every yeah. one of us, right? And he will when we in faith look at those things and we say, we say, God, just make yourself known. It's not, it's not complicated, right? Yeah. We don't have to go through 10 steps right. of this thing. It's you not know, a 10 step program. No, it's <laughs> just, yeah, it's yeah, literally yeah. about being genuine having a heart, a, a desire for, for God, and then just being being still and quiet, right? Yeah. And what a great place. I mean, this is out in a farmer's field, you know, generator running, not a lot of distractions, no YouTube, no all this, all this stuff. You know what I mean? It was just, yeah. it was just a place of peace. And, and, and then for, for uh, that experience to happen, it was just, it was incredible. And I'll even say this, that where this took place, there's been civil war. Yeah, yeah. Many, many years. It's not a place of peace. It's the longest right. civil war in history. Yeah. Wow. Over eighty years. Wow. Burma has been yeah. at civil war. That's crazy to me. Yeah. It, and and there's been all this fighting, all this going on, and then to give this guy mm -hmm. ten minutes of peace. Wow. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I hadn't even thought of that even yeah. until we started talking yeah. about it. But it's like, man, he's been going through turmoil. He sure. probably came from Burma. I'm not sure if you guys talked to him or not, but yeah. I'm assuming because yeah. many of those came over as refugees. They were walking right over the river. Right. I mean, the river's right there. The other yeah. side is, and they're walking back and forth like through the river. Yeah. You know, it's right. like hearing their boobies yeah. across yeah. this river. Dustin hopes to get to a better place. Yeah, and I think that even one thing that we saw was no man's land, mm -hmm. which is between yeah. the Thai and Burma border yeah. where there's just these huts and, and these places where they don't, these people don't belong anywhere. They can't right. say they're Burmese. They can't right. say they're Thai. They can't see that say they're part of a certain tribe. They're literally no man's land. They don't belong anywhere. They're not protected by anyone. 
But some of those people came over as refugees to the Thai side, and we were able to actually minister to them and say, you belong. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have a home. Like, yeah. there's somewhere that someone that we know that knows your name. Yeah. You know, you belong here. And I think that that's huge. Just to be able to say, you know what, all the all these years, you haven't belonged to anyone. No one's known who you are. But now here's God. He's not Buddha. He's not a certain God of a of a certain star or whatever right. but he's the one true living god and he knows who you are yeah, yeah. and he wants you yeah, yeah I, dude i loved that so much especially uh one of the guys on the trip uh christian yeah uh, one of the illustrations we used was me and him are from completely different places on earth he's from italy i'm from texas but through christ he is my family like yeah. he yeah. is my brother yeah. and so breaking that down to them yes. and letting them know that sense that they do belong they yeah. do have a family yeah. in christ yeah. yeah and it was it was very powerful to them i i feel like i don't know about you guys but i feel like whenever i said that or communicated that to people mm -hmm. it was like they took a breath right for the first time in a long time yeah. like a deep breath like like wow Going back to the essential need. Yeah. yeah. You essentially, yeah. you need that belonging. You need to belong. Yeah. And because we were always, from the very beginning, we were destined and created to belong. And, and even to even say that someone is lost implies that at one point they belonged. Amen. Come on. Yeah. And so like that, I feel like Jesus came back to be like, hey, you've always belonged. You've lost. You've, you've gone a different way, but you still, I still want you here. Yeah. And it's that invitation. And I think that for me, that was a, a huge thing was like, hey, guys, we're not coming here to bring you another God. I'm right. not trying to add him to your collection right. of things that you worship. And I yeah. think that that was a challenging thing for me is because when we would pray for someone and they would get healed, they'd be like, mm -hmm. oh, I accepted Jesus, but I've also been worshiping Buddha and right. I've also been doing this, this and this. So now I need to make sure I do everything in that equation to make sure that happens right. again. Right. I was like, no. The no, formula. To no, there. Right. This is yeah. God is not a formula. And I love right. what you even said about how this is not even a one-time event. This right. is an ongoing relationship. This is something that you're going to be able to participate in every single moment of every day going forward. Yeah. And one thing that I love about these trips is okay, we met those people, each and every one of them. We had encounters with them, and God had encounters with them through us. Mm -hmm. But what about the generations to come after them? That we're not even going to be able to personally go and to minister to, but through those people, God's going to pass things down from then Absolutely. for generations to come. Yeah. And it's like, okay, it's amazing. Thank yeah. you, God, for sending me yeah. to Thailand. <laughs> right. Thank yeah. you for asking me to go on this two week mission trip where I got out of my comfort zone and yeah. comfort zone, and I had to raise money and I had to ask people for support. Congrats. But how worth it was it to know that there's going to be generations to come after me that I'm never going to meet here on this earth, but in heaven I'm going to see. Yeah. There's going to be children running up, I feel like, yeah. to me and yeah. Ian, like, yeah. man, yeah. thank you for coming. Because yeah. my mom or my dad, they were healed on that day. They had an encounter with God or that my grandpa mm -hmm. had a vision of Jesus coming out of the river and right. told me about that. That's what it's wow. like, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. And so, like, you know, what would you guys say for people that are saying, maybe I'm not a missionary? Right. Man, I would say if... if Touching on the finances, yeah, to raise the money. Uh, listen, I, I've run on two short-term mission trips. Uh, I'm currently a, a student at uh, Rama, and 
God has provided not only for me to pay for tuition, but he also provided a way for me to pay for these mission trips yeah. that were as much or more right. of my tuition. Right? Yeah. And I moved yeah. here not knowing yeah. how I was going to do so. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever you say Jehovah Jireh, God yeah. of provision, yeah, he comes through every time. And he's going to ask you to do some uncomfortable things. It's not comfortable asking people for money. It never is. No, but but the other thing is, too, and I will always say this, when you know God's asked you to do something, and I feel like that's just something that comes through your time spent with him through his word and in prayer. But when you're confident in that, if I'm like, no, God's really called me to, to Thailand, then even whenever I tell other people about it, I'm a little bit more confident because I know yeah. it wasn't my yeah. own idea. Yeah. Like, hey, I just want to go on a yeah. trip. Like, hey, yeah. whenever someone told you guys that you were going to go to Thailand, they probably didn't tell you, hey, you're going to go be in the dump the first right. day. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's sure. like that image in yeah. people's minds, like, oh, they're going to do a Thailand vacation. Yeah. No. To the beach. <laughs> right. No, this is very different. Being God's the beach all the <laughs> I would say uh, for me, it was really cool because whenever they're announcing these trips, you know, uh, they launched three. It was, yeah, uh, Zambia, Thailand, and and Brazil. Yeah. Uh, well, they said or, uh, they said Thailand last, and so the moment uh, Joe Dunnick brings up that they're going to Brazil, I'm yeah. like, sign me up. That's, Let's, it. that's the one. Man, and then yeah. he says Thailand, and it just sits on my heart. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. And so I was like, I you know, prayed about it, and I felt so led to do so. And then comes out. That Thailand is the most expensive trip. Yeah. Right. yeah. And I'm like, yes. you know, and the longest the one. Longest like, tri- oh, the okay, longest trip. I just got to see this, guys. And there's a lot of grace on everyone that went on this trip because our return home was crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, bomb threats at the at the airports. and yeah. No, yeah, yeah, it was all Okay, yeah. but this is a That's slight a other... I want to get back to this, but yeah. we had a 40-hour return yeah. home. We were tired. We had just done two weeks, but man, it was 3 a.m. in the morning. Come on. You remember? Let's go. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 3 a.m. in the morning. We were in the luggage claim. We were the only ones. Only ones. It was yeah. our, our group of 13 or 12. Yeah. And then there was one other guy. Yeah. Just this just random guy. Randomly just, there. And he yeah. was just like hovering around us. He was like in our group. Yeah. Right? I know. We were just kind of like, <laughs> we, we kind of noticed him. Yeah. But even in that, sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah I know what happened. Yeah. That was yeah. Awesome. So, you know, you travel on all these different planes and it's like yeah. delay, delay, delay. Yeah. And, and, you know, long periods, like 10 plus hours. Oh, and yeah. so you, you can become in the natural worn out. It's 3 a.m. in the morning, like you were saying. So I'm sitting there on the, you know, the baggage claim and I'm, yeah. and I'm just kind of like, and I look up and there was this one guy that was on our flight, our last flight. And uh, we even had a delay getting out of the airport to the baggage claim because a revolving <laughs> door got broken. We walked like it seemed like two miles up. <laughs> They'd come back, and then finally they fixed the door. Well, we had been kind of making some jokes, and, and it's actually light. in that moment that I met that guy. Right as they got stuck in the revolving door, I backed up and I bumped into him. Okay, and yeah. from that point on, we just started talking. Yeah, and then he just happened to come up because he was yeah. like, "Oh, hey, I talked to this guy once." I think just to like detour, but I feel like I was the only one that got through the door successfully <laughs> yeah, before yeah. it got stuck. And I was like, "All right, guys, I'm going to the baggage claim. You guys can figure this out." I was like, "The trip they're running around. But yeah, but you, but yeah, you met him. Yeah, right. that from that scenario, which we would be like, "Man, this is so inconvenient. The last thing we want." Yeah. 
And then you met him there. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I'm still, it's 3 a.m. We just, yeah, for countless yeah. hours. Yeah. And so I'm still like, uh, whatever. 30 you know? plus hours. Uh, at that point, we were still 30, we were probably 35 hours into the trip. Yeah. yeah. At that point. Yeah. Right. 3 a.m. in the morning. No sleep on the planes for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like. Stuck in the can, middle seat. Like, you, yeah. And it's insane. so easy to cross over into this grumbling or complaining so or, yeah. you know, you're like, you're like, just too close to me. Like, like back off, you know, yeah. it backs into you. It's easy to like, you can get in your flesh super easy. Very, very. Easy. And, but instead it's still like, you know, because we have purpose, yes. right? And because of that, it shapes the way that you look at things. Yeah. And coming off of the mission field too, I was like, I was like, I would totally expect this going to Thailand. Yeah. Like, let's yeah, get I'm delayed. Like, like, he didn't want us to be like. And so I'm looking at, it, I'm like, why are we delayed? Right? It's not the enemy gonna like delay us in this. So, so you know, you kind of you need to be sensitive in that, right? Because sure. I'm looking up and I see this guy, and I'm my never, first I'll thought, forget. You looked over at me and you were like, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like He's why is it, you know, like, <laughs> and I was like, I, yeah, that was my first thought. I was like, yeah. what, where is this guy? And so my, my first question was one of concern. I didn't want this guy to like miss his flight or think that the group itself was going to be, you know, like going to another flight that he was on. Right, 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 right. So I asked him the question. I was like, hey, man, uh, you know, do you have another flight? Are you supposed to be? Because we're waiting on a shuttle. Like, our last flight got canceled. Basically canceled. Totally canceled. And yeah. so we, we're waiting on a shuttle to go on a four-hour bus ride. And so I'm like, you know, he's not going to get on that bus. So what are you doing here kind of thing? Yeah. And uh, and he's like, oh, I'm debating whether to go. Because he was in a similar situation. I'm going to go to a hotel. Or maybe I'm not. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'll stay at the airport. And that's when, you know, I come to the understanding. I'm like, I'm like, oh, Man, what if God, what if this was all, like, would I be willing to go through every delay and right. every, you know, thing like that's happened today if, if, if God would move me out of my way and inconvenience me for one person? As if he would do that too. Yeah. Crazy thought. And I was like, <laughs> I was like and what if God, what if God, just what if yeah. there was a movement of 10 missionaries? Yeah. And so I was like. Maybe I need to talk to this guy. <laughs> and so I asked him, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I, you know, broke the ice. Where are you from? What are you doing? Turns out he was from China. He's a foreign exchange student. And I'm like, and then we find out, you know, and then it was like, God just developed this plan just all of a sudden to be able to witness to this guy because it it went right in line, you know, and I'm not smart enough. I was definitely not quick enough on the ball enough to be thinking along these lines, but you know, the guy's an engineer. And so like, it came to me like, like God's a creator and, and he, he fashions everything together. And I'm like, man, how cool is it that, that God is a creator and that you have this, you know, like, that's the way you think too. And then I was yeah. like, what about this? And so then he's like, he's like, yeah, that is great. Cause we, I was talking to him about DNA and it being the building blocks. And if there's a design, then there's a designer and yeah, it was amazing, yeah. and it was just Michael's like, I gave him two hours worth of sermons and illustrations in five minutes. Five minutes, yeah. But it was, and, it was like, you could see, like, you captivated him, but it was because I really felt like we were there for him. Yes, yeah. And yes. you recognized them. Yes, you know? Yes. It's like, and, and I was like, what great, easy. what a great thing, you it's know? It's easy to stay beside the river of flowing life, but... To jump in in that moment, yeah, flow with it. I think that's exactly what so you did, cool, man. It was so cool at it the was. end, and and even because there was a there was a language barrier, and I'm kind of like I, I just I'm a behind the scene kind of guy, yeah. 
Like I would rather be in a supportive role and like help people and like lift arms up and do one-on-one and stuff like that. And in the group things, it's like we're going and there's language barriers. And so there was times where it's like, man, I just don't know if I'm really conveying the heart, right, of the message. And then in that moment, it was kind of like it was so special for me even personally because I felt like I got that really good one-on-one connection I was looking for on the mission trip. But it was in Dallas, uh, you know, on American soil at the end of the mission trip. And just because I was like, I was like, okay, God, this is, you know, I'm going to stay just willing you stay in a place of of willingness you're like and sensitivity so it taught me so much even in that moment for me the personal takeaway is like everywhere we go is a mission field right so no matter where we're at it is a mission field oh dude 100 percent uh i love what joe dunning had to say about that just the simple fact he, he the illustration he used was our body is our visa here on earth yeah and the moment that it expires, we're deported, yeah. and that is 100 percent true, man. We're yeah. we're not of this world. We're in it, yeah. yes. and we're here. You might not be called to overseas, right. but you are 100 percent called to your brother. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that to me is huge. Yeah, and I think all of us, and you know, we're we're not promoting everything, but I do want to say I love Brema so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. seriously, and, and just the fact that they had the opportunity for this short-term trip was awesome. Yeah. And I'll say this. If you're a student at Rayma or a church member at Rayma and you have an opportunity to go on one of these trips, please do it. Do it. Don't worry uh-huh. about the finances. Don't no. worry about the time off. Do it. Yeah. And I would say even if, you, if you're not at Rayma, maybe you're somewhere else or around the U.S. or another country – there's an organization around you, a Google search will help you so much mm-hmm. um, that you can get involved with somebody who's doing missions around the world and uh, just get involved even in your local church. If, they, if they're supporting a missionary, if maybe you're not able to go, but maybe you can give, maybe you can support, maybe you can pray. Can you start a prayer group and pray for right. missionaries around the world? What, what can you do within you, what's in your hands? Um, but I also say, I, I kind of believe this, and this is just my opinion, no one else's, not Tad Gregorich or anyone else. <laughs> this is Josh. My opinion is that as a Christian, you should go on a short-term trip. Like, oh, even, you, like even if you're, you're just going to be serving as an usher in your local church or helping at the volunteer booth, no matter what you're called to do, ultimately, you should get outside of your comfort zone and allow God to move through you in a different language, in a different culture. Even you guys, like, uh, working with a translator, that's a different experience, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> that, and, and just knowing, like, okay, you know, it's on every word for word. It's for thought. Like, yeah. it's just yeah. things we don't think about. And, and I th- feel like God opened a lot of doors for us, you know, you know, personally, even on these trips, to how we're going to operate in giftings in the future, whether it's in our local church whether it's in a, a ministry office, whether it's a, uh, anywhere around the world. But on this trip, I would say for me, um, I've been on a lot of short-term trips, right? And on those trips, I recognized giftings I didn't know that I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also felt like the giftings that I did had, I recognized them more and God helped cultivate them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you guys, you know, what your experience like was like with that? Because like, Michael, for you, like, I feel like you have this like gift of, uh, persuasion in a healthy way, like yeah, in a yeah, good yeah. way, like a way that you can tell. Like I feel like you can, you can be a salesman, but you can also present the gospel in a way that is real and genuine and tangible. And I saw that through you. 
but I don't, I don't know if you recognize that or not, but I just wanted to ask you, like, how did you feel like the giftings that she, that God placed in you or maybe cultivated on a short term trip? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm a firm believer that you don't really know until you're stretched to that point, what yeah, you're actually absolutely. capable of. Yeah. Right. And so I heard an analogy one time that talked about the palm tree, right? It's, it's the adversity, it's the wind, it's, it's the things that make it grow, right? When it's, when the wind comes, when the hurricane force is applied to that tree, it stretches it out and it makes it grow Yeah, and it, and it gains. And I think that that's one of the things that like a missions trip does, right? It takes you past the point of your comfortability, takes you past the point of what you think you're capable of, right? Or it, it highlights certain areas. Like one thing about me is, is, you know, the humor aspect too, right? And we just kind of fed off each other. And one thing I learned, but I didn't really understand was that the harder it was getting was like, it seemed like the easier that it was just to kind of like, just put a joke out there or, you know, and and then it would just, it would bring some brevity to the situation and then then the tension would break a little bit. And and, and it's like, okay, just one more step, right? Just one more laugh. And then we just kind of got closer and closer. But I also think a lot of it has to do with, you know, the experience kind of breeds the passion. So when you go through that, you become passionate about it because you have this like firsthand knowledge of those things, right? Yeah. So it's easy for me to 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 come from a place of passion in certain regards with faith because of what God's brought me through. Yeah. He who has been forgiven much loves much. Yeah. Because it's like, man, I I really don't deserve this. There's nothing that I mean, and you can't help but think that in the mission field too. You're like, you're like, what if I was born here? What if one thing in my life would have been different, right? One thing, just one, one circumstance. Yeah. yeah, and and so you go through this stuff, and then you go, you go, are these things worth holding on to in my life? These things that I've let define me, and then as you begin to release those, that and and it's a great place on a mission field. Because you're looking at the circumstance, you're like, I don't have a right to hold on to some things. Like when I look at this, you know, I don't have a right to, it's not my place to, because that would put me in a place where, where somehow I would, I would, I would esteem myself higher. So like it breaks down ego and it breaks down pride because you're like, you're like, man, but for the grace of God. Yeah, but God. And I would even say this, the way you just said that almost brings me to the point of like, Man, I don't have the right to be the victim. Mm. Yeah. I'll do Man, all of us, if we looked in and we we really extrapolated everything that happened in our lives, we could find a reason to be the victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what if I just gave up my right yeah. to yeah. be the victim? Yeah. Because you see people that have like really tragic circumstances sure. and they didn't have the victim mentality. No. Right. And and so it's like it's like, wow. I, I really can't let this thing, I can't, I can't hold on to this thing anymore. So, and it's a great place to lay it down too, oh, right? Because it's, it, it represents a fresh start. You go there and you're not just going there for just, you know, vacation or you're not just oh, going there yeah. to, you know, you think that you're going there for one reason. And this is just like God in so many ways, you know, I thought I was going to Bible college for one reason, right? And I'm like, yeah. like, I'm going to go to Bible college. And this is going to be like this, you know, and then I show up at Rama. And then it's 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 nothing. It exceeds my expectation in in, in every way possible. Exceedingly abundant. And the same yeah. thing happens in the mission field because you you know, and I do this all the time. I'm like, okay, I have this, this, and this. So God's going to use them in these set ways. And he's like, but I did, you know, 
I didn't create them to be used in that way. I created them. Box. Right. This now it has <laughs> right. to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And if he can just change the way that you view one thing on a small level, man, it opens up whole areas that you yeah. get to explore. Yeah. So maybe you don't take a mission trip every three months. Maybe you don't take a mission trip every three years. Yeah. Okay. But doing one occasionally or even just one to put you on that place, it's yeah. going to expand the way that you see not just yourself, but you know, you get this bigger picture. You get to zoom out from your circumstances enough to say, okay, do these things really matter? Right. I think that's huge. That's yeah. of, right. That perspective. Yeah. And you went on, you went on a Gregor's Ministries trip to Kenya. I think it was your first short-term trip. Yeah. And I'm assuming, you know, cause Kenya is very similar the, in terms of the circumstances. Yeah. People are different, but similar in the way that like, there's a tremendous poverty and, um, and issues that are going on. But, you know, for you, what has, have the short-term trips been like? Yeah, I know me and you had kind of talked a lot about it uh, while we were on the trip, but um, me being the youngest of a fairly large family, I never myself uh, felt like a leader because I yeah. was always the one following. Um, but we talked about the whole sports illustrations of, of play-by-play. If you let the last play that you add that wasn't so good yeah. you might have messed up but if you let that hinder the next play how much is like the whole game and so mm-hmm. going about each day in that aspect maybe you messed up the day yeah. before maybe your team messed up you just did something wrong um but being able to step in uh as a leader for me i i felt that um in my group because on that day when we were like super discouraged yeah um I was like, man, I've had to do this for a football team where we're losing. But it takes one person to stand up and be like, hey, guys, it's okay. Let's let's keep going. Yeah. You know? yeah. And rally the troop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so but I wanted you to talk a little bit more, more about that because even like, man, we're seeing all these amazing things. But even in that, even in daily life, there's times that it's like. Okay, I'm feeling pretty discouraged. <laughs> yeah. And you maybe things weren't going the way you thought they should or that you wanted them to, but how did you overcome that? You know? Oh, dude. I mean, literally, especially with the, the schedule we had, mm-hmm. um, I honestly resorted to, to his uh resources and not mine. <laughs> yeah, no, no, because I was exhausted. Oh yeah. yeah I'm dead. Sure. Um and it was so cool to see uh how he provided. Yeah. Because we're all longing for, for some type of encouragement, just whatever it might be. And the next stop we have in outreach, uh, we sit down with this lady and before we could really even say anything, she was like, no, wait, let me share what God's mm-hmm. done for me. Yeah, come on. And yeah. so from that point, we, we were no longer the ones depositing into her. She encouraged yeah. us, yeah. and I, I'm telling you, each and every one of us that were sitting with her were just crying. We were just weeping, not because we were sad, but because how exciting it was to hear what God had done in her life. Yeah, And it gave us hope that everything that we had been depositing into these other people's lives was eventually going to take root, and it was going to bear fruit. Yeah. Right. And, and seeing the impact that that old lady had in her congregation, how much more? Because, I mean, her whole story was she basically had came out of nothing, uh, like within the dumps and 
and worked her way to this point. But now, because God did bring her out of that, she wants her house to be a place of worship, not to any other God, but to Jesus and yeah. to, yeah. So that was incredible. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget. <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine, especially like in that moment where, you know, we can disappointed where we think, man, it should have went this way. And then it's almost like God was like, hey, I just want to remind you that uh, I'm good and yeah. I'm reaching people despite you. You're not, yeah, yeah. You're like, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, let me take a step back here and my, <laughs> be reminded of why I'm here. And, you know, th- one thing that I will say on these trips that I thought was so encouraging, there were people on there. All of us are gifted differently and all of us are naturally geared differently. Some of us can go step up in front of 800 people and speak and not be nervous at all. And then there are some people who are like, I would never do that. If you gave me a <laughs> yeah. ball, you know? And, but even there were some people that, you know, when you recognize they have a gift to speak, let's put them in that position. And then there were other people who, who naturally wouldn't want to do that. But it was cool on these trips because you can put them in places where they kind of have to do that. Right. And, yeah. and they recognize, you know what? I wouldn't actually want to do that, but I'm actually kind of gifted at that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. it was cool for me to see some of these people who would never volunteer to mm-hmm. speak when they were given the opportunity to speak. Did phenomenal. Yeah. Amazing. Shared a great yeah. testimony. Where they were so anointed. Yeah. And then so even if they never end up having a huge church or going and doing evangelism crusades. If God ever asked them to speak, now they're more confident in, right. in God in them. Right. You know? right, right. Yeah, exactly. So I think like even on this trip, like for me on my first trip, I was like, I've literally avoided any opportunity to speak <laughs> until it was the last day. And I knew if I like, there was something in me that was like, if you don't do this, you're going to miss. Mm, yeah. You're yeah. Gonna miss something. And Joe Dunnick said this. He was like, don't come back from your trip and be like, man, I really wish I would have given more or given mm, more. Right. Yeah. I wish there was yeah. something more I could have done. Right. Like he told me that on my first trip and I was like, okay, so I, I've avoided it until the last day. It's the last day I'm going to do it. And I spoke and I was like, whoa, that was actually not terrible. You know, like, <laughs> right. Even though, you know. Tad gave me five minutes and I did two and a half. Right. You know, <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't that complete. <laughs> like he was saying, you know, the, the experience breeds the passion. Yeah, and now yeah. I can firsthand say, you get up there and, dude, you kill it. Like, yeah. you, do a, yeah. you do a great job. Yeah. So, I appreciate that. But I, I think it's like a, that progress. Like, but if yeah. I had never said yes to the uncomfortable moment, right. Yeah, right. you would never feel comfortable again. Like, yeah. you know, or you're just always going to put that off. And I could be 10 years down the road still wondering, like, right. oh, should I get up and say this or do that? But like right. now I'd be like, okay, if there's a moment of lapse of time to speak, I'm going to be the one to do that yeah, because right. I've prepared myself. Yeah. But, you know, if I had never stepped down and got uncomfortable, maybe I wouldn't know that. Yeah. And I would say that to any of you guys that are listening, like, and maybe you don't feel called to speak. That's fine. Still go on a trip because yeah. there may be an opportunity for you to share a three-minute testimony. I don't care who you are. You have the ability to share a three-minute testimony about what God has done in your life, what he's done through Jesus for you. And I will say this. I think all of us probably got better at sharing the gospel, the pure gospel. And I told you guys this, but the first time I shared the gospel, I didn't know what to say. So I started, I was like, so in the beginning, there was Adam and Eve in the garden. And like, you know, I just didn't know. But after like, you know, spending some time and, 
really understanding how to present the love of God, it goes a long way, you know, yeah, and just yeah. the experience, because there's no way to get better unless you do it. It's right. just like going to the gym. Right. I can't get stronger unless I fail a couple times. Right, right. You yeah. know what I mean? No, you're fine. You're right. One of my favorite yeah. quotes uh, is there's no growth in, in comfortability. Uh, if you're just going to stay in your comfortability, you're not ever going to grow. Yeah. You're not going to learn anything new. Yeah. So, that is huge. Don't yeah. stay in your comfort zone. Get out. Like, yeah. you're gonna, you're gonna get out. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and what a better place, really. You're going halfway around the world or, yeah. you know, other place. You know, a foreign country is a is a wonderful place to, to cut you. your teeth. Yeah, I mean, it's like, are you going to mess it up? You know what I mean? And do they really know it was you messing it up? Or was it your interpreter? You know, blame it on them, you know? I think, but you know, I'm just going to be honest with you guys, but I really, I think it helped me a lot to know, like, hey, they don't really understand what I'm saying anyway, so right. you mess up. Because I would have a tendency to kind of stutter or whatever, and they would... Yeah, you know, the interpreter would yeah. come in and be like, "Tons oh, of great, yeah." yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I will say, like guys, for real, I think all of us—we're all three, you know, either Rama students or Rama grads. We so appreciate Rama, and I just oh, want to encourage you. Yeah. For me personally, whenever it was time, I felt God called me to Rama. I asked my uncle Tad. I was like, "So, how much of the Bible do I need to know <laughs> before I go to history school? school? Like, do I need to know the Bibles? Like, do I need to know?" And he was like, no, just come. Just come. And I learned so yeah. much and I've grown so much. So I would just recommend or, or encourage you, if you feel like, you know what, I really just want to learn more about the Bible. Maybe I don't know if I'm called to minister. That's fine. Rama is a great place just to come learn about the Bible. We have a core, amazing core program for you yeah. to get involved in. We're not a Rama podcast, but we right. love Rama. Right. Yeah. We yeah. just have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> definitely, it's a greenhouse for you to grow yeah. in a healthy yeah. environment. Yeah. And it has been so beneficial for me it's helped me it's helped hold me and shape me into the person that i need to be for god to build a plan on my life that's so true and michael is actually part of the recruiting team and i feel like i've been recruiting more for him right now (laughs) (laughs) but it's because i asked i was like hey we're not so (laughs) no but i will just say that all three of us can say uh how much rim has helped us just encourage you to not only do that, uh, look into yeah. it, rama.org, rbtc.org. Yes. rbtc.org. Yeah. rbtc.org yeah. to get more information. Maybe even give a call. To, I'll call you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll call, call you. You yeah. go there and put in your information yeah. and I'll call you. Me as singles. Well, you can do that as well. Yeah. But even if you're, like, if you're watching this podcast and you want to leave a comment and be like, hey, I'm interested. Yeah, I'll send your information, Michael. He'll get in yeah, touch with you. Definitely. Will. But I also just want to encourage you wherever you're at, start serving in your local church. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, even if you feel like I don't know what the next step is, but I feel like yeah. God's calling me. Well, what are you doing right now? Yeah. Are you involved in your youth group? Are you involved in the worship team and you have a gifting to be in worship? Are you helping with doing pro presenter or the sound or are you greeting people? What's something you can do today to start? Say yes to what is being presented to you today, and God's going to open that next door for you. And that next door that gets open, he's also going to provide for you. So even like these these mission trips for the tuition, whether you're called to Rama, he's going to provide the tuition. And if you're called to go on a mission trip, whether it's with Rama or Greg Rich Ministries or another organization, he's going to provide the money that you need as well. And so I'm just thankful that you guys joined me on this yeah. episode yeah, today. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, and yeah. we're going to have to get you guys back on. But we just want to say that we love you and appreciate you watching another episode of the Gregorich Ministries podcast.